Well, good morning, everybody. We're so happy to have you here today. If you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, that is where we are going to be camping out today and for the next couple weeks looking at um, Ephesians chapter 1 starting today. Uh, We are starting a new series here at Homestead um, leading up to Christmas called Spiritual Blessings. And this is something that's been churning in my heart since this summer. This summer I was reading through Ephesians and I, oh, am I getting an upgrade? Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, Okay. I was reading through the book of Ephesians this summer and I came across Ephesians 1-3. Are you ever doing that where you're reading through a passage of scripture that maybe you've read a number of times, but all of a sudden something just like jumps out at you, just grabs you and you think, has that always been there? (laughs) Has it always been there? Did it change or did I just somehow miss it? And this is what Ephesians 1 verse 3 says. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. When I read that this summer, spiritual blessing jumped out at me kind of in a new way. And I thought, spiritual blessing? Well, what is that? Is that different than a regular blessing? You know, we all talk about being blessed. We pray for blessings. We discuss blessings. We hashtag blessed on on pictures. So what does it mean to be blessed or to have a blessing? And um, if I were to ask you today, What are the blessings in your life? What are you blessed with? If you were to ask me that question this morning, I would begin a list um, that starts with my family. It starts with my husband, who I love and who clearly entertains me all day long. He's, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for him. I'm blessed with my children. I love them. I'm so, when I think about the blessings in my life, God has given me my wonderful children. I think about my parents and my sister, the family that I came from. Um, if I were to think of other blessings in my life, I'd think of our home. I would think of a place now that it's getting cold. We have a home where we're warm and we can just turn the heat up. Some of us in the house more than others will turn the heat up as it gets colder out. We have food around our table. I have a job. We have provision. So are you like me? If I were to ask you what your blessings are, you would start counting those things and you would name them off. And we should do that. They are absolute blessings from the hand of God. And the word blessed, blessing actually means gift. And it's a gift that's been given to us by God. And as followers of Christ, we should always remember that everything we have has come from him. That he has blessed us with every single one of those material, tangible blessings. They have been given to us by God. And we see that all over scripture where God promises his people tangible blessings, material, actual things. Tangible, I'm going to say that a lot today, of the things that you can touch. Abraham in the Old Testament was promised a son. That was his blessing. It was an actual person. So there's, that is a real thing. The children of Israel were promised a new home and land and territory. They were promised an actual piece of land. Um, and then they were promised actual victory over their enemies. This was not an abstract con, uh, concept. They were promised you're going to f- come up against these people and you're going to win. So God does give us material, relationable, tangible blessings. It is a part of his promise for us who are his children. One of my favorite scriptures is found in Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you want to flip back, keep your finger in Ephesians 1. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8. This is a powerful portion of scripture on how God loves to bless his people. 
It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your lands, and the young of your livestock, the calves of your hands, and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in. You'll be blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but they will flee for you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. Isn't that a powerful portion of scripture? That if we belong to Christ, now there is a condition at the beginning. If you follow me, if you obey me, you follow my commands, here is what I have ready to pour out on you. You will be blessed when you come in, and you will be blessed when you go out. So we see that God promises to take care of his own in the most real and tangible way. So if today you are in need of a blessing, you can claim that promise. God, I thank you. You've promised to provide for everything I need. And I think that when we typically think of blessings, we think of those tangible things. But when I read this passage in Ephesians this summer, something new struck at me. Let me read it again, Ephesians 1, 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Not only as children of God do we have material and relational and tangible blessings, this tells me that we have been blessed with spiritual blessings, that there is something In the spiritual realm, there are spiritual blessings for us. Just as God has given us those things, he hard, tangible things, he's given us spiritual blessings. Now, the definition of spiritual here is a word that means things in the spirit, things that the Holy Spirit gives and imparts to us. They are inner works. They are things inside of us. They are things that we can't touch and we can't see. But they are very, very real. They are supernatural things that you and I have. So this struck me. I began to think, well, what, what are these spiritual blessings? What are they? And do I have them? Do you ever look at things and go, do I have that? Is that something that I have? And so as we are studying these over the next few weeks, really, I began looking through the book of Ephesians. This is another little Bible study method. Anytime you see somebody mention something right at the beginning, so this is the very first part of, the, of Paul's book, you can kind of take that concept and think, is he, he's going to weave this in and out through the entire book of Ephesians. So I began opening my Bible to Ephesians. Well, what are these spiritual blessings? And I went through, and anytime I saw one, something that would be something that's intangible, a blessing that God has promised us, I circled it in orange. And so going through, I, all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's one. There's one. There's another one. There's another one. And so that's a great way to study scripture when something jumps out at you. Then dig a little deeper. What are those spiritual blessings? And sure enough, there's a whole bunch of them listed just in the book of Ephesians. And we're going to talk about these over the next few weeks. Here are a few of them. One of the spiritual blessings promised to us is wisdom and insight. Anybody ever know not what to do in a situation? 
ever think, I remember, I remember my kids being little and one of them wouldn't get in the car seat and they're screaming and I'm in a parking lot and I've tried and I've tried holding them in and I've tried locking it. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I am completely out of ideas. Anybody ever get to where you're like, I'm completely out of ideas of what to do. I also felt this with teenagers. It was almost worse with teenagers than toddlers. I don't know what to do. And yet, right here in Scripture, guess what we're promised? Wisdom and insight. That means in the moment when you don't know what to do, that God has promised that he will whisper right in your ear, here's what you do. That's our promise. That's for us. He's promised us in Ephesians 1.8, wisdom and insight. Another thing he's promised, the knowledge of God, salvation, adoption, acceptance, and love. We can know that we are saved. We can know that we are brought into the family of God. Even though we were once outsiders, we can be brought into the family of Christ. We are adopted as his sons and daughters. And if you ever have a moment that you think, I don't belong anywhere, you can look right here and say, hold on. I have a promise that I am saved. I am brought into the family of God. I am brought in as his child. That is our blessing in Christ. Ephesians 3.16 tells us that we, can be, we are blessed with inner strength. Any, anybody ever need some strength? Especially on the inside. Yes, that we are blessed with inner strength. That means that when we get to the end of ourselves, that there is another level of strength through Christ that we can access. There's power. Ephesians 1.19 talks about the same power that raised Christ for the, from the dead is available to you and I. That this is part of our inheritance. Ephesians 4, 7 talks about spiritual gifts that have been given to us. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit that give us insight into things that we could never know on our own. It's like on a morning when, uh, Dennis was just telling me recently about he was praying one morning and God showed him something and he texted a friend, God put this on my heart for you and the friend sent him back a note like, I did not like that. I won't say exactly what he said to you, but it was exactly what he needed to hear that morning and it was a challenge. Those are gifts of the Spirit. That's not something that he knows on his own, but as a child of God, God will speak something to you that you would never know on your own. We have been granted spiritual gifts as a spiritual blessing. And maturity, a new nature, renewed thoughts and attitudes, this is a part of our spiritual blessing. That means that you don't have to be the same person in 10 years that you are right now. If you are in Christ, there's no reason that you're still stumbling over the same thing today in 10 years. If you are in Christ and if you have learned to access these spiritual blessings. And this is just a few of the spiritual blessings listed in Ephesians for those who are in Christ. So as I began to study this, I was struck by a couple of thoughts. First of all, how often do I only focus on the tangible blessings of God, on those material things? And I did a little personal inventory of my prayers, of when I'm asking God for something, when I'm stopping and saying, God, would you please, almost 100% of my prayers were for tangible blessings. Now, that's not a bad thing. We're supposed to ask God for those things, right? God, please change this circumstance. God, please restore this relationship. God, please provide for this need. That, there's nothing wrong with asking for those things. But it was good for me to realize that there are, there's another level that I can ask God for. I was challenged so often that my, my focus is often on the external. God, I hate how this feels out here. Would you please change this circumstance? And yet God is always concerned with what's going on inside of me. 
God is way more concerned with what's going on in my heart. I also realized that in the moments when I've been the most disappointed in God and struggled in my faith, it usually appears when I feel like God has not answered my prayer for a tangible blessing or that he hasn't answered it in the way I wanted him to. We've been praying for that building for so long, and there was a time where I literally almost threw my Bible across the room because I thought, I have been praying for this for so long, God. And my disappointment and frustration was, was mixed in the fact of, why haven't you given this thing to me that I've been praying for so long? And maybe you can relate. You prayed for something. You're asking for something. But it's almost always tied to, God, I want this circumstance to change in a very specific way. When we focus too much on the tangible, material blessings, we can begin to look to God as almost our supernatural sugar daddy, right? Where we're asking him to bless us with all the things we want, and then all of a sudden we don't get what we want, and we think, well, see, that's not real. Those promises aren't real. You don't give them. I asked for it. I didn't get it. If our focus is too much on those material blessings, our hearts can get shifted, and we can start seeking what's in his hand instead of seeking who he is. So I felt so challenged that although I'm always quick to ask for a tangible blessing, it was rare that I asked God for a spiritual blessing. It was rare that I was asking him to grow something in my life. For example, maybe I was dealing with a difficult situation. I would ask God to change the circumstance, which is a good and right thing to do. But what if I also asked God for the endurance to walk through this trial with grace with endurance, with contentment, and with my eyes focused on how can I bring glory to God through this situation? What if I begin to pray those prayers for spiritual blessing in alignment with God, please change the circumstance, but until you do, I also know that you have promised me inner strength that will get me through this. You see the correlation of adding those two things together? Asking God for a spiritual blessing on the inside of me that would sustain me, even if the external situation never changed. That's what I began praying for. And I really felt compelled early in September to go 30 days of only asking for a spiritual blessing. It was challenging, let me tell you. I get in my car and I, I have my list and I started going through and I was like, oh, man. Okay, so, but it made me stop and think, okay, what would be the spiritual blessing in this situation, God, okay, I'm praying for, for this to change, but okay, I, how about peace, Lord? How about joy, Lord? How about strength? How about the power to overcome, Lord? And it began to just shift my focus to not only only ask for the tangible blessing, but to seek God for his spiritual blessing as well. Another thought I had is this. Spiritual blessings are not subject to the timing of God or the will of God. Now, let me explain what that means. Let's say that you are praying for a promotion at work. God, please bless me with this promotion. You can pray with all humility and sincerity that God would give you that job that is your heart's desire, and you should pray that. But if the promotion is not the will of God for you, and it's not the very best thing for you, then in his sovereignty, God knows that this isn't the right job. Maybe you don't have the margin in your family for the increased weight of that or whatever it might be. God might say no to that particular blessing. Or 
you're hoping for a promotion, but God in his sovereignty knows that the time isn't right, that you need more time to prepare yourself, or your family is going to need you more invested over here. And so for whatever reason, even though you pray with all sincerity, God, please give me this promotion, God in his sovereignty might say it's not the right time. No. And this is not because God is going back on his promises, but because of his great love for us, he will only give us the best thing for us at the perfect time, even if we don't understand the reasons why. Because he's a good father, and he knows more than us, and he's going to always give us the right thing at the right time. However, it is always God's will, and it is always God's time for you to have a spiritual blessing. As a matter of fact, spiritual blessings, they are an automatic part of us being followers of Christ. When you become a child of God, you now have access to all of these spiritual blessings that we've talked about today and more. Always. Every time. You can say, I need strength. And God isn't like, hmm, let me think about that. Let me think about it. No, it is granted to you. Um, I was thinking about this um, it's something that we have all the time. I was thinking about my purse. Now, I have a mom purse. I have been a mother for almost 20 years. And my purse is a finely crafted tool that I live my life with. And for the last 20 years, everything you could possibly imagine is found in my mom purse. And this week at work, we were having board meetings and we were offsite. We were at a hotel and we had 30 board members in town. And this was part of my job was hosting them or whatever. And the amount of times that people would come to me and go, oh, do you have XYZ? Do you have ibuprofen? I'm like, easy one. Of course, I have that in my purse. Do you have, oh, man, I'm so hungry. Do you have a snack? Yep. Do you have gum? Of course. Do you have, oh man, the battery on the remote just died. Hold on. AAA batteries. There you go. My purse has everything in it at all times. It even had like extra pairs of socks. It had hair ties. I mean, anything that you can imagine. Snacks, wardrobe changes. It is found within my purse, okay? It is all in there. And I was thinking about this today. When you are a follower of Christ, you have been granted the ultimate mom purse. You have all of this stuff at your disposal. You have it. It's all right there. It's with you. When you are granted, when you say yes to Jesus, you now have access to all of these things. They are yours. So I began asking myself a question. If I have access to all these spiritual blessings, why don't I see them more active in my life? If I'm carrying them around in my purse, why am I walking around going, oh, I'm just so weak. I just need some inner strength. If I have it in my purse, why don't I see it in my life, right? Sorry, I do a lot of women's events. Guys, in your pockets, you have every spiritual blessing in Christ. Okay, we'll do it that way. If I've been blessed with the adoption and acceptance into God's family, why so often do I feel like I don't have a place to belong? If I've been blessed with inner strength, why do I feel weak and worn out? If I've been blessed with the peace of Christ, why am I so anxious? If I've been blessed with supernatural power, why do I feel like the devil's got his foot around my neck and I'm powerless to fight him? Why? So I want to look at Ephesians 1 3 again. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who what? Has. What tense is that? past. It means it's already been given to us. 
It's past tense. It has been given. It's already done. And the Lord began to show me that although I've been given these spiritual gifts, I haven't learned how to use them. I haven't learned how to access them. When I hit that moment where I need it, I just kind of sit there going, I need it. I need it. Boy, I wish I had batteries. I really need it. And I don't take the next step in my growth of faith and access what God has given to me. It would be as if I gave Patty a present. I handed her a gift right now and said, I got this for you. Here you go. And she just held it in her lap. And she took it home and she set the really pretty package in the bow on the table. And she just kept looking at the gift. And at some point I'd say, did you open it? And she'd go, oh, no, it was just a nice gift. I just keep looking at it. And I would think, well, wait, but the real, the real thing is inside. You have it now. Use it. Open it. Use it. God impressed on my heart, the reason you aren't seeing these blessings in your life isn't because I haven't given them to you. The reason is that you have not opened them and you have not learned how to use them. Pulpit Commentary said about Ephesians 1.3, These gifts are not merely spiritual as opposed to material, but as applied by the Holy Spirit. The office of the third person being to bring divine things into actual human contact with human souls and then to apply to us the blessings purchased by Christ. These things aren't just supposed to be nice ideas that we read about in Scripture. They're actually supposed to be accessed to us and applied to our everyday living. And so we have to learn to daily access the spiritual blessings that are already ours through Christ. So I kind of threw up my hands and said, well, okay, I need to learn how to do this, Lord. I guess I don't know how to do this. I began to ask Jesus to show me what it would look like in my life to begin to access those blessings that he has given to me and to teach me how to walk in them. So, for example, I had been praying that God would give me wisdom about a situation, and so I kind of started studying. I was like, God, you've said that I would have wisdom and insight, that that is one of my spiritual blessings. That's one of the things I got in my purse. So how do I access that? Well, then I was studying, and the Lord led me to scripture in Mark 4, 24, 25, that said, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and then you will receive more. And I went, oh, so part of my problem, the reason I don't have more understanding is I'm not listening. That's okay. Okay, so I'm going to listen. And so for a few days, I just turned the radio off in my car and thought, okay, Lord, I'm telling you, I don't know what to do in this situation. And you said that if I listen, that I will hear from you and get understanding. So I'm just going to listen. And you kind of feel like a weirdo sitting there for a while, like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. And wouldn't you know, pretty soon, a couple days in, I felt God speak something to my heart. And you know that moment where you're like, there's my answer. And it's an impression. It's just something inside of you knows that that's the right thing to do. But that only happened when I stopped and said, okay, God, you're showing me that in my busyness, I haven't taken the time to, I keep asking you for this answer, but I actually haven't stopped and waited for you to tell it to me and provided space where I could hear you. So that's one example of how God is beginning to teach me how to walk in these spiritual blessings. Then I had another really practical Um, I've been praying for that blessing of inner strength. In Ephesians 3.16, it says that God has blessed us with strength in your inner being. And I work a full-time job. 
I get home most days. I am tired. I work downtown. I spend two hours in my car. I have a lot of things to do. And for the most part, I just feel tired a lot of the time. And I feel overwhelmed. And I feel like I'm not getting into everything. And I'm not doing everything well. And so I began asking God, okay, Lord, you've promised me inner strength. And I just feel like I don't know how to do this. I feel like you really should just change my plate. You should change my life. That would be better because what you're asking of me is too much. And I felt like God said, you have gotten really good at getting to the end of your own strength, but you have not learned what it means to push past that and to tap into my strength. It's almost like you get to 9% battery and you're like, well, guess I'm going to go to bed. Instead of if you would just plug yourself into me, I've got the rest that you need to get through your day well. And so God really began to speak to me, and I said, okay, Lord, how do I do this? So one of the things I really felt impressed upon was that I changed the way I talk. Because for a lot of the times, I'll say, I just can't. I just can't do that. That's too much. I can't. Well, I want to do that. I can't. And I'm not talking about picking up things that don't belong on your plate. That's a whole different conversation. But for me, it was the things that are actually in front of me. God, it's too much. And I would say, it's too much. I can't do that. And I stopped saying that. I stop, as soon as I would start to say, I just can't, I would stop and go, okay, Lord, you've promised me inner strength. You've also promised me I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So, Lord, I'm holding on to those things. How do I do this? So I changed my, my language. And then there was one night that I got home from work. I was tired. I ate dinner, and then I crawled up under the couch, which is my favorite thing to do, and I pulled up the blanket, and I looked at the clock and went, can I go to bed yet? Oh, it's only seven. Shoot, I can't go to bed. You know, I always look, is it too early? Is it, is it too embarrassing? Unless I'm a sauber, then you can go to bed at six. That's what, but they get up at three, so it's fine. And they exercise, which is also another thing. Um, so I sat on the couch and I started to have that same conversation because I had wanted to make a meal for somebody that I knew was having a hard time. I had needed to send a couple emails about the building. I needed to do a couple things for my family. And in the past, I would just kind of curl up in my blanket and say, it's too hard, I can't do it. And I would just kind of lay there like a lump until it was time for bed. And this time I thought, no, okay, Lord, help me to learn how to practice this. You promised that there's another level if I just trust you and step into us. And so I got up and I, I started, I went to the kitchen and I just started plugging away and I started working on a meal and then I answered some emails and then I put some laundry in and I did a few more things. And, and all of a sudden I looked and I'm like, I got everything on my list done that I wanted to do. And I looked at the clock and it was nine o'clock. And I thought, this is still a decent time to go to bed. Like it absolutely floored me. And I, I don't know how that happened because all I can tell you is at 7 o'clock, I was 100% sure that I had used every ounce of energy. And yet somehow there was a level that pushed me across the finish line for what I had to do. I know that some of you have experienced that. I know some of you young moms experience that in the middle of the night when you're like, I can't, I can't get up one more time. I can't do it one more time. Or sick kids, I can't do it one more day. And there is a grace that comes in that moment where you're like, wait a minute. There's something pushing me, giving me strength beyond what I think I can do on my own. These are just two small examples of how God has been teaching me to access these spiritual blessings. And over the next few weeks as we head into Christmas, we're going to kind of do a deep dive into a few of these that I mentioned. We just have a few weeks. And, but I am praying that God is going to teach us 
how to access those spiritual blessings all the time, to learn how to do it, and not just learn it here, but to learn to actually do it every single day. Okay, Lord, I'm walking into this situation. I need your power because I feel really weak and vulnerable, and I don't want to trip up on the same thing, but you said that I have power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That is strong enough to get me to say no to that temptation that I'm walking into. That is yours, but you have to learn how to use it. It doesn't matter if you're just walking around carrying it if you don't learn how to access it and to use it. And here's what I know. I'm tired of watching Christians who are just as weak and broken and powerless and insecure as everyone else. And I am tired of being one of those Christians. It's time to step into what is next for us. We are living without access to what has already been given to us because we are not tapping into the strength God has. This is not our inheritance. I, I ask myself all the time, God, we're just as hot of a mess as everybody else. Where is the victory? Where's the overcoming? Where's the confidence? Where's the strength and patience that's supposed to mark us as the followers of Christ? And the truth is, it's not because it's not available. It's because we aren't tapping into what is available to us and not using it and accessing it. If we want to make a mark on our world, we have to open up the present. Take it off the shelf. And I'm praying that over the next few weeks that we all will get a few more tools in our toolbox and that God will help us learn how to access every spiritual blessing in Christ that has been given to us and that it would change our lives. Not just theoretically, but that we would see daily. Oh my goodness. Today, I had greater wisdom in my workplace than I have ever had before. And it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit revealing something to me. Today, I had the insight to know how to deal with my teenager. And it is not an idea that I ever would have come up with on my own. But God gave me insight as I looked to him to go past my own ability. And he blessed me with insight. So are you in? Let's do it. Let's learn Let's access this part of our faith. Let's pray. Jesus, oh, we want everything you have for us, Lord. And Lord, I recognize that your hand of blessing on my life, God, is amazing. And it's not to discount those material, beautiful, relational things that you've given me. You have given us people and possessions, and homes, and jobs, and all of these incredible things, God, that are a, a part of your hand on our lives. We recognize that 100%, and we don't want to diminish the value in all of those things, but God, we recognize that so often our attention can swing to the things we can touch with our hands. Our attention can swing to the things that we want right here and right now. And we miss out on what you have that will do an inner work inside of us, God. And so, Lord, I pray that not only would we seek your hand for provision and blessing and reconciliation, all of the things that you've promised to provide, but, God, in conjunction with that, that we would learn to also ask you for spiritual blessings. Lord, that there would be joy unspeakable bubbling up in us in moments when it doesn't make sense. 
God, that there would be strength to those who are weary and weak and vulnerable and feel like they cannot take another step. I thank you, Lord, that we can plug into you and you give us strength beyond our wildest imagination. Lord, I thank you that there is an assurance and a confidence that comes in being your child, Lord, that should settle our hearts when we're feeling insecure and alone. God, I pray that that knowledge that we belong to you, we've been adopted into your family, would just wrap its arms around us today and that we would live in that confidence. Lord, all of the spiritual blessings that you have for us, God, I want every single one of them. And I know that you've already given them, so I am asking that you show me how to use them. God, our prayer today as a body is show us, God, how, teach us how to use them. Holy Spirit, whisper to us in a moment when we feel like we're in the of our rope that there is a spiritual blessing that we can access in that moment that will sustain us and give us everything that we need for life and godliness. That is the promise of your word. So Jesus, we want to learn. Show us. Teach us. Thank you. Thank you for every spiritual blessing that we have in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.